This is Jelena Marjanovic, eight-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life podcast. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. All right, guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today on the podcast, we've got the Boogeyman's coach, Rich Lestage. How are you, how are you guys doing? <laughs> and while and while we were off air, he said, Rich is good, not Richard, because Richard's what his mom calls him when he's in trouble. <laughs> so I, I, won't, I won't do that. I'll only call you Rich. <laughs> so you just... <laughs> I'll answer so you just, either one, so, but I, I did hear I did hear that Tanner was calling me a dick for not coming on the show earlier. I did call you a dick. <laughs> you should have heard what you should have heard what he was saying about you when when we were supposed to start a half hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking so, to Adam, and uh, he's like, uh, "Yeah, Rich was. Are these guys all right?" And I was like, "That dick. We had dinner with him." <laughs> Well, honestly, I hadn't listened to your show until then, right? So, well, it, it all depends on who we got on, though, right? Because Adam and I, we get a little nuts. But, yeah, uh, I, but you have a. Uh, we wanted to bring you on before the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, so that you could break that down for us. Because rumor has it, you are one of the best guys at breaking down fights. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I have an opinion. I thought that fight was a joke. I still think you know that that's a horrible fight. Well, it's yes. not, it's technically it's not the greatest fight of all time. That's for sure. Um, as for you know pro- what it is, tell it's me. the media. The media gets us to believe in it, and yes. it's the hype. Watch the fight with the sound off. Yes, it's horrible. It's horrible. Now I think it's great. Like I was mentioned to Luke before, I think it's great that a man like Connor can put himself in that position to earn that kind of money, just on his charisma and his mouth. Yeah, you know. But yeah. uh, you know, you look at what those two made. You know, did you see the the Keith Thurman Porter fight earlier in the year? Yeah, it was fantastic. That's a good fight. You know what I watched the other day? I watch a lot of old fights. I rewatch them all the time, right? I watched the Morales Barrera fight number one. I watched that on the weekend. I told I told Adam to watch this fight. You see, now those guys should be getting paid millions for that fight, millions and millions. That's a fight. Yes. That, that yeah. McGregor fight, I wasn't impressed with that at all. It was, uh, you know, I mean, the media hypes it up, and we all buy into it. But as far as, you know, everybody thinking McGregor did so great, watch it with the sound off and tell me how great you think he did. Uh, yeah. I expected him to do worse, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I think, I think honestly, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I think I expected more out of Floyd. Yes. Who did not look good. You know, I don't, I don't think surviving 10 rounds is, in my opinion, is not being successful. <laughs> you go into no. a fight to win, not just to last. That's, that's very true. Well, let's get into a fight that's going to happen this weekend, and that's uh, that. I'm going to call him your student because you've take, kind of taken him under your wing at this point. But uh, Adam Braidwood, he's going to be throwing down at uh, Summer Slugfest in Victoria, B.C. Absolutely. I'm excited to see this. I'm going to see how Adam's progressed. You know, I mean, uh, in the gym, he's done really well. It's another thing to take it into the ring. How, how's, uh, how's he been in the gym um in the last little bit i mean he talked to adam and he's and he's great but as far as like just just being his coach and and seeing him um you know mentally and and then the way he's moving and everything does he seem like he's improved since his last matchup is it is, oh, is he in there no yeah. he's night and day he's night and day different you know i mean it's it's a progression it's not going to happen overnight you know i believe it takes close to a year to, to change a fighter and, you know, he started really well. I mean, anyone who's in a room with Adam knows he trains hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I also think, though, every man sets the bar for themselves. And I think during this training camp, Adam learned that he has another level. You know, it's one thing to look at him and go, holy, that guy really works out hard. Okay, good. But he's still working out in his comfort zone. That's where his comfort zone is. And we brought him out of that comfort zone a few times and let him know that, you know, how to maintain that intensity when he needs it. You know, because he sets the bar himself, and we're going to take him to the edge. So, what so kind of what, what kind of things have you changed in his training so far? Technically, yes. 
Uh, starting with the basics, you know, he, he's got to have an understanding of footwork and, uh, you know, what will surprise people, you know, I, I think it'll take a few fights before you're surprised with it. He's actually fast. Yes. He's got a good, he's got good speed and you never see it, you know, he's learning, you know, how to, how to move his feet, how to use his jab, how to generate power. He's a big, strong guy. We all know that, but he's nowhere near his potential for punching power yet. You know, once he starts learning how to turn, understanding where his power line is, more importantly, where he is after he throws a punch. Mm-hmm. You know, where are you after you punch? Anybody can throw a punch. You can teach a monkey to throw a punch, right? But where are you afterwards? So just teaching him the basics and then bringing him along from there. He, he's, he's a fast learning guy. That's for sure. He works hard. He'll do everything you ask for in the gym. That's, you know, that's not a problem at all. You know, but it's got to be a progression. Uh, some of the things that we work on with them, like I was showing him something there about uh, 10 days ago. That if I would have showed him two weeks earlier, he would have stumbled. Okay. Because we do it in the right order, I show him something. I'm thinking, you know, he's probably just ready to start learning this. He's got it in one round. He's doing it, you know. But again, two weeks earlier, he would have stumbled. Now, is he getting the the size of sparring partners out there that he needs to go with? Because I know that, like, at Zuma, there's not a ton of huge guys that would be skilled boxers. You know, you know, no, we're not looking for size of guys right now. All I want is a guy with the right height. I'm looking for faster guys. And okay. right now, those are guys who are about 200 pounds. Yep. You know, because there's some 6'3", six, 6'4", six, guys around that are 200 pounds. And yes. they're fast. And that's what I'm looking for. We don't, if we put a big guy in front of Adam, he's going to stay where he's at. Yeah. You know, he's just going to get in there and he's going to be a big guy back. And it's going to be, you know, ugly. <laughs> we put a fast guy in front of him, it forces Adam to box. And yeah, I was gonna uh, say, you want to get him boxing, not brawling. Uh, you know, he's a fighter. You're never going to take the fight out of Adam. You never would want to, but I just want him to learn how to control it. You know, there's going to be a moment in every fight where you have to fight, but uh, he's got to step up. And that's, that's what we're trying to get him to do. If he wants to stay fighting the guys he's been fighting, yeah, he can run through a few of those guys like that where he's just a bigger, stronger guy. But if he wants to move up the ladder, he's got to learn to box. So do you know much about his opponent that he's going to be facing on, uh, I believe it's Friday night, right? Yes, Friday night. Uh, you know, I know a little bit about him, not a lot. There's, there's not any real recent videos of him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with his favorite punches. And, you know, he's, he's only 29 years old. Okay. And he's got over 20 pro fights. Uh, I saw the video of him fighting Oscar Rivas, but that's a long time ago. And Adam's a different animal than Oscar Rivas as well. So, so we, we, know, we know what we would kind of want to watch out for defensively. But mainly it's going to be what Adam does offensively. You know, again, moving yeah. his feet using his jab, where he is after he punches, just making sure he's checking all the boxes, right? And, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't see Adam having any problem with this guy. He's pretty pumped. You know, he tells me he's never been in this kind of shape before, before a fight. Yeah. Leave it, because I've, I've seen him work for the last eight weeks. And, you know, we push him hard, but we, we monitor his rest days as well. And uh, his recovery time look- has been great. Not that I'm checking out his abs when he's got all of his tarps off things, but he does <laughs> yeah. look like he's he does look leaner right now than he does than he did you know months ago. Like he, and, I mean Tanner and I were talking about that a while ago that he's I think he's running a lot more for for this definitely one too. Is he more. not? Definitely running, yeah. definitely running, and doing the routine we do to strengthen these guys. A lot of plyometrics stuff like that. He's definitely leaner. I'm curious to see what he's going to weigh in at. I mean, with a heavyweight, I'm not watching the scale. I don't care what he weighs. I yeah. mean, he's going to fight where he's most comfortable where he's most fit if that's 245 that's fine if it's 250 that's fine i don't care where he's where he is weight wise but uh he's in great shape that's the main thing I so are you saying him. running will help me lean down then rich <laughs> yeah you gotta stay off the banana splits too though <laughs> i been eating clean for a whole week man whole hey, week listen, I, I saw one... your meal prep i saw your meal prep that was impressive yeah my, you know, I tried. Girl. I tried meal. I tried meal prep in one time, and it's the most I ever ate in one sitting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I man, I weighed everything out. Everything's done. I got. I don't know what the hell we ended up with there. Fifteen or sixteen meals, but it's it's they're good. Like yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked to be able to eat it. And I'm yeah, I'm back. Yeah, same thing. Just got to get back at it. It was a busy summer working, but now it's mm-hmm. time to train again. So no, I'm. Uh, is there? Do you know or Tanner? Do you know? Is there a spot we can watch? This like is this gonna be live streamed this fight at all? This boxing match? Do we know? Uh, I haven't heard. Uh I do know that I will be getting sent a feed that night from somebody and I will blast it out. 
Okay. Cool. Well, there you go. So uh, I talk to Adam on a regular basis. So uh, I do know what his weight's at right now, too, Rich. If you want to know, I can private message you that after, but it's pretty light. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I've asked him if he's been on a scale. I haven't asked him in the last week or so, but I just wondered if he has monitored in himself at all. But, you know, it's. Uh, it's irrelevant to me, really. You know, he's not he's not shrinking on me. He's still no. a big guy. Yeah, he's still yeah. big, man. Like, yeah, he's a he's a different kind of animal. Like, I went out a couple of years ago to visit Victoria because that's where I'm originally from, and uh, I I checked into Zuma and I went some rounds with Adam, and I was surprised with how quick he was for like yeah. the size of a guy he was. Then I believe he was two sixty, two sixty five. He was a lot bigger than he is, but uh, he's very quick. Yeah, you know, I think I don't think he understands how quick he is yet either. But, uh, you know, he's really settling into boxing now. You know, he's using technique instead of just force, you know. And uh, again, you know, if you're going to punch hard in that division, you got to punch properly, yes. you know. And then when he steps up, I mean, he's he likes to get on social media and call out all the top guys in Canada. Well, you know, to step up, you got to you got to be able to box, too. But, you know, I'll tell you one thing, as I've said to Adam before everybody he's going to fight in the next year or two is probably as good as they're going to get. They may get a small percent better, yeah. but Adam's getting better every day, every day. You know, he doesn't have the 50, 60 amateur fights behind him. So he's improving now and he's not afraid of any of these guys right now. If I was them, I'd be trying to, all of them should be trying to fight him yesterday instead of next year. Cause you're going to have a totally different guy. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about this, this quick turnaround, then this two week turnaround, he's going to compete on the eighth and then again on the 22nd. Well, that, that's a tricky thing as a trainer, you know, because uh, um, the training is all based with a proper recovery period. And when you get a quick fight two weeks later, it screws that up for me. You know, like, you know, I got to start his rest earlier before this fight, anticipating we don't know what this fight's going to be. It could be an eight round war. Yeah. Um, so I have to kick that into in there as well. So it gets a bit tricky on my end to monitor everything like that. Adam doesn't care. He'll fight every day. But, you know, first of all, he's got to come out injury free. That's number one, right? So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go in there, and I don't want him going in there and just you know swinging for the fences. I want to go him going in there in the first round, getting on getting on his jab. Let's see where we can set this guy up, and then we'll try and get rid of him as early as we can after that. So is nice. he the main event that night then? Um, I think he is. I'm not sure. You know, it's a mixed card with some kickboxing and stuff on it as well, with some very talented kickboxes on the card with uh, you know Greg Lamoth, Arm Lamoth, and um, Serge, uh, Stan Pederick's guy, yeah, both very, very good guys. Uh, Tim Packer was supposed to fight on it. He's one of my favorite kickboxers, but uh, he's injured, so he's out. So, I mean, they're, they're all fighting for titles. So um, I've heard we're the main, and then I've heard they're, they're the main. I don't care where we are, so I didn't ask. Huh. All the kickboxing is amateur, though, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. For uh -huh. what I believe, anyways, yeah, yeah from my understanding, yeah. yeah. As summer slugfest is usually like when I used to go to them, they were always like some kind of there was an MMA fight, maybe one in there. Then there was a boxing fight. It was usually Shane Wilson headlining the thing because he brought <laughs> yeah, all his yeah, stupid right. his drug friends down there. <laughs> but it was yeah. always something nuts, right? But uh, it was always mo kind of more boxing and kickboxing oriented. It's in a ring. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah it's a fun time though because it is outside. Well, if it stays sunny, it is. I mean, it was 32 yeah. degrees here today, uh -huh. but I hear it's going to rain on Thursday. So, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how is it? Uh, how, this might be a little bit of a tougher question. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Um, so, Adam does flip flop in between a couple gyms. Are you able to to collaborate with Adam at Zuma at all, or do you just stick to? To what you're you doing. know, it, it it hasn't been that way. I, I sort of thought it would be. You know, right. I work with a couple other fighters uh, who train at different gyms as well. Like there's a, you know, in my opinion, the best light heavyweight boxer in BC, amateur, is Benit Bisla. And he's out of Bisla Martial Arts and Boxing in Surrey. His dad is Inder, who's a friend of mine. And, and I work with Benit um, whenever we get a chance, you know. and But his dad and I have a similar style and we talk, uh -huh. you know. So... You know, I know when I teach him something over here, when he goes back there, they're going to work on it, you know. And, um, you know, my end sort of just sort of fine polishing them in areas and stuff. So then there's been more talk with um, with Zuchek. I call him Zuchek because there's too many Adams here. Um, you know, I just met him that first time in Edmonton. And he oh. seems like a great guy. Um, I've heard of him for years. A good MMA trainer. Yeah. Um, but in boxing circles, uh, you never, you don't hear his name. So, um, 
yeah, we haven't been in communication. I know he's got a bunch of fighters fighting and he's he's got a gym to run and everything else. So, you know, when Adam's here, I just do what I do. Yeah. You know, when Adam's there, he's going to do what he's going to do. So, um, you know, in the beginning, I you know, you want to make sure that, again, for me, everything is step by step, right? Yeah. You know, you, you can't jump steps. If you're jumping steps, you know, it's like going up a ladder. If you take one step at a time, you'll get to the top. If you start jumping steps, you're going to fall, right? Yeah. So it's... You know, kind of let them do their thing and we do ours. Well, it's something that uh, that that the boogeyman needs to do, though, is like to have a, a specific coach for boxing, right? Like, boxing is very mm-hmm. technical where I don't, I don't know if if an MMA coach would quite be able to to transition over to that sport and have a successful run without having somebody else there like yourself or just a specific boxing coach. Oh, I would agree 100%, especially, you know, when Adam steps up, yes. you know, it's time to start stepping up and that and that's where the little things make the difference. Right. And again, that's what we've been working on and starting on is, you know, again, mainly paying attention to where he is after he punches. And, you know, it's you got to have a game plan when you go into a fight and you got to give your fighter all the all the tools to execute the game plan you know if i if i want a fighter who i want to go to the body on somebody i can't just say go to the body (laughs) you know you got to teach them how to get to the body offensively you got to teach them how to get to the body defensively you know so then that plan can take place yeah the hard yeah the well there's specific things that have to be done to get to those places and it's very tricky to do i wouldn't say it's tricky to do but there's like there's steps that has to be done before you can do these things. Exactly. And these MMA guys, to me, it's amazing when, when you see the good MMA guys, like how do they find time in the day to train everything? Right. I mean, we're, work, we're working just on boxing and it takes all our time. Those poor guys got to do everything and you got to do it all well if you want to be successful. You know, but but I think I think what happens when I talk to guys who do the MMA and stuff, you're you're cutting corners, you're cutting corners. And if you're going to have a boxing career, you can't cut corners. Well, with nope. MMA, you're trying to take the best of all the worlds, right, and then ball it into one, one thing. Well, that and it's works. still a blended. It's still a blended sport. I mean, you don't have a. You're not taking a, somebody that has world class boxing and, and yeah. then and then letting them throw down with somebody that can kick them. Because, uh, I mean, we've said that forever. It's like they're, they're different sports, but you you put a guy that can box really well in there with somebody that can kick very hard, and he's allowed to kick. Your boxer ain't moving very good after his legs are no, are right, exactly, exactly, Luke, and you know that from your kickboxing, right? I mean, you can't yeah. transfer your weight the same way you can in boxing to get your real power because the guy's going to kick your front leg off on you, right? So. Exactly, yeah, and that's and you know, I mean, and I know they're different sports, but I like I've been working with uh, Roman here. Tanner was working with him when he was here too at the Red Deer Boxing Club, Jakobski, and he, uh, you know, like like transitioning between the two he's pretty good for me like because i go there for to improve my boxing so he's working on my 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 foot placement and, and weight distribution and stuff like that but but every once in a while i'll move kind of a little goofy and he'll try to correct it and i'm like my like, coach i don't want to do that though because i want to kick after like you're always like why are you still here after you move after you weave <laughs> underneath that my left hand you're still there i'm like yeah because i'm gonna smash your leg with my with my baseball <laughs> bat not not get right. out of the way so right. um but that that's the nice part is he still it's just like you said you, you gotta go in steps and i mean i came in and and this was whatever I, over a year ago that i started working with him and he's like I know you can punch. I know you can move. He says, but I'm treating you like I treat everybody else. You're learning to move your feet today. And it was like yeah. days and days of footwork and movement. Yeah. And it's, it's so much. I enjoy it. It's fun. Like, cause I, I like those little, I like working on one movement for a whole day just until you get it like perfect. You know, not everybody can be like Tanner where you just get it right now. <laughs> you know what though? Sometimes the guys who have to work harder for it, retain it. You know, you retain it. And then sometimes, you know, if you get that shot in the ring where you're feeling a little bit foggy, if you've trained that technique over and over and over again, you're going to retain it. You're going to be able to use it. Yeah. So, Rich, how many uh, how many pro boxers do you have out of your gym right now? Right now, we just got Adam who's fighting pro. Oh. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. It, um, it comes and goes and waves out here. You know, boxing in BC is not huge. You know, every time okay. it seems like we get going with promotions and stuff, it changes. Yeah. Yeah. 
you got a bunch. You got some amateur guys then. Somebody that we should be yeah. on, on the look for. <laughs> Keep out the look on the lookout for Benit Bisla. Yeah, you're gonna see this kid. You're gonna see this kid. He's you know if, if he we have troubles getting him fights now. Um, so if we, if we can't do something about that, we'd have to turn him pro early, which I'm hoping we don't. I'd like to see him uh, get a few more fights first. But I mean he's he's a six foot three light heavyweight, real good mover. Good puncher. He's a good fighter. I think he's going to do well. How many matches has he had? He's probably had close to 30 fights. Oh, well. But he's young, right? He just turned 19. And, you know, if we could get another 30 before you turn a pro, you're going to you're gonna do better, obviously, right? Oh, yeah, at 19. Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's not like he's yeah. 29 where you're like, well, he's not going to get any younger. But, yeah, 19, yeah. That, that's a big 19-year-old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is a big 19-year-old, you know, and it's really been in the last year and a half where he's really just shot up. But he's a good fighter. His dad's done a really good job with training him. Um, they got they got a nice style. He keeps his arms, you know, for, for a tall kid like that, he can fight inside. He's got nice short punches inside. I like him staying long with the jab where he's more effective. But when he does come inside, he knows how to handle himself there as well. When's his next matchup? <laughs> We're trying to have a hard time finding him a fight. It's really, oh. you know, it's, you, you got to keep fighting the same guys over and over again. It's just they kind of lose interest, right? So, Especially if they're getting their asses kicked. Yeah, you know, and um, if we can't get them a fight and we, we have to turn them pro sooner than we want to, then we'll probably take six months with nothing and I'll just take them and have them spar with pros up in <laughs> Seattle and places like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... How much traveling are you doing with your guys then? Because uh, obviously I talked to Adam, so like I know that you're going over to Surrey and places like that. So where yeah. the, where the hell are you going all the time? We go everywhere. Okay. You know, with Adam we haven't taken him too far yet, but with my fighters in the past, oh, we've gone everywhere. I mean, we're going down to Olympia, Washington, all over the place, wherever you can get sparring. Um, you know, there's some good fighters down in Seattle. Mike Gavronsky's down there. Huh. Uh, he's got a big fight coming up on uh, September 9th. He's fighting Brian Vera. And so uh, I think Mike, uh, I think Mike's record now is 23 and two. So he's a super middleweight. Um, so he, you know, he's, he comes up and I've had, we've gone down when I, with my middleweight before I was sparring with him. Aubrey Morrow was sparring with him. And so it's, it's good. You know, you got, there are some good guys around and going to Seattle's for us is no big deal. Right. We're used to the traveling and, and they'll meet us up here the next time. So. Hmm. Well, that's a, <laughs> this is your full-time gig that did you have a regular job? I do. This is my passion. Okay. See, this is, this, is, this is one thing I don't have to do is I don't have to run a gym to make money, hmm. right? I don't have to bring people through the door. I'm in a fortunate situation with the gym we're in now. We've got a beautiful gym, well-equipped, and one of my longest friends I've had in life owns the gym. He owns another gym in town, and he gives us his place to train. So it allows me to focus on the fighters. You know, you're not uh, in a situation where some of these other guys are still trying to keep the lights on and pay the rent, so they're trying to run classes and stuff, you know? Yeah, we focus on the fighters, and uh, that's where you know that's where we get a lot of fighters stopping through from out of town. A lot of guys will come up, you know, either either from other places in BC or to come in, and we get guys coming up from the states to come in. And you know, every once in a while, we get uh, Deshaun Johnson from San Diego coming up to spar and, and train here. I've worked with DJ off and on for oh Jesus, probably about six years now. Um, who DJ was? Uh, I talked to you guys. I was trying to get DJ to come on your guys' show because he was McGregor's sparring partner uh, right. for the fight. But they had him strictly no talking to anybody, right? And now, mm-hmm. uh, now, now DJ's gone into uh, the Triple G camp again. So he's, he's right into that camp now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, hopefully we can get him on your show because we'd love to see him fighting up here in Canada again. Anytime. Yeah. Right, so. <laughs> we, love, we love talking to all the different guys on, on the show, like, We've been, we've done multiple shows. Like I always do a Thursday episode with Adam, just because he's probably one of the most entertaining people I know. Oh, he's he's hilarious. Adam's <laughs> awesome in the gym. I mean, he's just a riot. You know, he is. He works hard. He makes sure everybody around him is doing their best. He's very positive in the gym. The guys love him. Um, you know, we got you know guys of all ages. I got a little kid in here. We call Irish. He's not Irish at all, but he looks like he's Irish. Uh, you know, the kid's 11 years old, maybe 75 pounds, and he trains just as hard as any of them. And, you know, having Adam around, it's like a superhero to him, right? Yeah. Adam's <laughs> a big, he's a big personality. He's great to have in the gym, and, and he leads with uh, a hard work ethic, you know. 
He's very soft spoken. Do you have a megaphone for him to use there? Because like we had to bring him that one for the <laughs> yeah. press conference because he doesn't talk loud. <laughs> no, not at all, right? It's, and he's always wearing his shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always got his shirt on. Yeah. You know, he, he's been good to train. It's been fun. Um, you know, again, you got a fighter who will give you everything he's got. Um, he's allowed me, like I said, he's allowed me to push him hard and, and find that he does have another level. He does have another gear to go to. That's cool. Um, you know, and uh, and maintain it and maintain that intensity. And he'll give you that. You know, he'll let you walk him right as a coach. It's your job to get the best out of that guy. You know, walk him to that edge, but don't push him over. You know, and Adam will let me take him to that edge and then bring him back again. You know, and, and that's where the development's coming in. And, you know, he's, again, we don't know what you can bring into the ring from what you do in training. And I do believe it takes a year to, to change a fighter's habits. But, um, He's like he's a completely different fighter now. He really is. I think the main thing is he's going at it with a different mindset. You know, he's going in there feeling confident that he can box. You know, he's confident that he can jab. He's confident that he can get out of the way, you know, and still land big shots. And now his big shots are harder. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. uh, his confidence right now is great and his condition is excellent. Yeah. So one thing that I've always noticed is that boxers – Typically, they always have, you know, especially o- older ones or that have been around for a long time, right? Like you take this um, guy that you're saying already that's 19. He's had 30 amateur fights already. He's 19 years old. Um, you know, in MMA, guys are turning pro. They've had like one one match ever, sometimes ne- none in any sport whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. Kickboxing around here and in BC, obviously, I mean, I had uh, – you know, I had 30, 30 amateur fights before I ever went pro. So, um, what are your what are your thoughts on on athletes that go pro after one or two fights, especially if they're young? Well, you're not giving yourself the best opportunity, that's for sure. You know, there's only so much you can learn on the job before you run into somebody with, uh, um, you know, too much experience. You know, and um, yeah, you're not you just you're short. You're, you're cutting yourself short. Too many amateur fights is not good either. I mean, I've seen some fighters who have a hundred amateur fights, and they can't change. You know, they're stuck in their ways, and they, and when they go pro, they can't develop. They're stuck. Uh-huh. So there, I mean, there's a fine line for everybody. I like to see guys with fifty or sixty amateur fights because you know they're used to getting in the ring. You can still train them and add to their game. You know, I mean, sometimes guys have 150 and they can still learn. I'm just saying, it sort of as a you know, somewhat of a, not a golden rule, but, um, you know, sometimes guys have too many amateurs, but you got to have some experience because I think the, your first 10 fights are just getting used to getting through the ropes. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big deal to weigh in and then, and then, uh, make that walk down out from, from out back and walk down while everybody's cheering and your nerves are going crazy and you can't, you can't duplicate that anywhere in the well, you know, I don't know of any successful champion that hasn't had uh, some amateur experience. I mean, I know James Tony was pretty famous for only having, I believe, it's 26 amateur fights, um, and then you know he he went on to a to a pretty good career. Um, so, I mean, that's rare, though. You know, that's rare. That man was born to fight. Yeah. You know, and uh, same as Braidwood. You know, he doesn't have a big amateur career, so he's learning on the job, and that's what I'm saying. The guys, uh, the guys he's going to fight are probably as good as they're going to get. And he's just started. I gotcha. He really has. Yeah. A bonus for him is that he's been he's been a professional athlete. Uh, oh, 100%. You know, for, for, for his life and played high-level football and, and all that stuff, right? So, like, he's he's used to the spotlight and, the, and the, the, that kind of stuff. So a lot of that nerve, I, I don't think, probably gets to him the same way it would to somebody else that's had, you know, 10, 10 or 15 are. experiences in front of the lights. You know what? I, I mean, Adam knows how to win. It's the number one thing with him. He knows how to compete and he knows how to win. And, you know, I mean, it's now he's got to add boxing skills because that's all great. And you guys, you guys have seen his fights. As long as he fights those level of guys, that's great. But when you step up, you're going to whack some of these guys on the chin and they're going to look at you. Just look at you. They've been yeah. hit. You know, they, they came through the same pool of guys you did. And, you know, it's about stepping them up at the right time. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, him having that football background and being that competitive of a person and even his lifestyle, you know, he's a tough guy, you know, he's, he's not afraid to fight anybody, No, but he's, but you know, I think one thing that is underrated on Adam is how intelligent he actually is. Oh, he's super smart. He he is a very (laughs) smart man. I think things are very calculated with Adam. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a lot smarter than he lets on. So, I mean, he, 
he wants to fight all these top guys, but he knows what he has to do first. You know, he's not afraid to fight any of them, but he knows not yet, you know? Yeah. And that, that, that helps in training. I mean, again, training, if you do things in the right order, when you go to show him something, he's intelligent and he's easy to train. He, he gets it quite easily. So can I get your thoughts on a potential matchup between Adam and uh, Simon Keane? <laughs> how about the thoughts on how Simon or how, how uh, rough Teddy torments Simon Keane? How funny is that shit? Um, but, uh, you know, I, are you guys still with me? I think I'm losing your ear. No, no. Well, no I'm I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Fun. I thought my cord came out. Uh, the fight, you know what? Simon Keane, I don't know Simon personally. He's a good fighter. You can't take that away from him. He's got a good amateur background. He's a He's a good-sized man. He's doing well. He really is. And for Canadian boxers, he's doing us all a favor by doing well. So I know him and Adam have this little uh, thing going back and forth. Not yet. You know, that fight's not yet. Um, one day, do I see things in uh, Simon Keane that I think are beatable? Absolutely. You can look at any fighter, and, and, you know, that's what we do. You know, you try to break him down and see where you see his weaknesses. And, you know, we have a list of guys that we'd like to see Adam fight at the right time. And, uh, you know, so, I, you know, I, yeah, I do watch the videos already. Mm-hmm. You know, if that fight happens, we're ready for that fight. But not yet. I mean, Simon Keane, Simon Keane's got a lot of experience, and he's doing well, and, and I don't see that fight happening for a while. Uh, what about Mr. Dylan Carmen? <laughs> Well, that fight we take sooner and later. Of course, you know, uh, Mel with KO Boxing makes the final say on who we fight. Um, you know, they've done a really good job, you know, with Adam and, and helping bring him along. So, uh, the, you know, as his trainer, being with him every day, I know what styles to take him against and what styles not to take him against. But I think Dylan Carmen, yeah, I don't see a problem with that fight happening anytime. I would like to see the Dylan Carmen fight just because we need a Canadian heavyweight champion that actually defends the belt. Well, that's that's the other thing. Is is Dylan even active anymore? I mean, is there not time to consider stripping this man of his title if he's not going to defend it? It's been a year and a half. Uh, Dylan's camp paid the extension fee, uh, which was uh, around $3,500 so that he could keep the title. But apparently he's going over to in search of a Commonwealth belt. So it might be time for Dylan just to, to leave that belt alone. Well, if he's looking for a Commonwealth, he's going to use the Canadian to get it which is the next step for them, which is great. It's a, it's a smart move, but uh, he's just got to get active. And we can't have these Canadian titles just sitting and not fight anybody, right? There's some good guys. I mean, um, Stan, I couldn't pronounce his last name if I could remember it, from Edmonton. I mean, A-train. he's a good fighter. A-train. You know, A-train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I've seen videos of him before. And then when we were out in Edmonton last time, I, I understand that was his first fight with Kenny Lacusta. Um, if I'm not mistaken, somebody told me he started training with Kenny. And I thought he looked good. You know, Stan's a good mover, and of course, that's another potential opponent we watch on, and and you know, that's a fight I like as well down the road. Wouldn't that be a KO sign fighter versus a KO fighter? Not the first time it's happened, Tanner. That's true. Definitely not the first time it's happened. Definitely not. I, but you, would, yeah, it would be. That would be a cool fight to see, actually. It'd be a very, it'd be a very interesting fight. Stan's very slick on his feet. But, Absolutely, yeah. and he's got good punching power, but. Uh, Adam's a whole different kind of animal, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I mean, what I like about the fight, and this, again, this is all part of the progress with Adam, is he's got to learn to fight a game plan. He's got to learn to be patient and to set things up. You know, he's got a box. You know, he's yeah. got to learn, you know, the KO sometimes just isn't going to happen because you're big. And somebody like Stan, yeah, I, I look at that. And, I, I again, I thought Stan looked great that last fight. I'm mm-hmm. not real familiar with him. Only seen a couple videos. And from what I'd seen and then heard he is with a new trainer, I mean, I got to take my hat off to Kenny Lacusta. I thought if, if that, if I'm not wrong, Stan looked fantastic. He looked a lot better than the videos I seen him in. So, Stan, I mean, it looks like, looks like he's improving. Stan's fighting uh, um, Tim Camelli. Camelli, right. yeah. Third yeah. time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so the, it'll be interesting to see because I mean, Tim's a Tim's a just a nitty gritty, get in your face and punch in your head kind of, kind of, kind of matchup again. And if Stan doesn't get his footwork about him and get away and hit him, uh, I, I think it's going to end up kind of similar to the last time. So it'd be well, interesting you know, to see what, what what works out. Right now, I seen both the videos of those fights where they fought. And there was the stand I saw last time, I think it was in June. That's how he's got to fight. I don't think yeah. he'll stand in front. I don't think he'll stand in front of Tim again. No. If, if he does, yeah, I agree with you. He's not going to win. He's no. not going to win because that Tim guy looks like he hits pretty hard. He needs a southpaw. 
which can make things awkward for fighters. Um, yeah, and if he fights, yeah, he's not. I don't think he's going to win. How you how you beat Tim is you actually make it a boxing fight. Exactly, and, and <laughs> yeah. of all the heavyweights in Canada who are active right now, I, I think Stan's probably the best mover. He's definitely got the best feet, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he moves pretty slick. He definitely does. Yeah. yeah, he's not he's not he's not fighting like a big man. He's fighting like a light heavyweight, right? He's moving. Yeah. So, but so, I mean, there's you know, I, I I think with uh, Adam a little bit more experience, I mean, that, that's a fight that might happen as well. Who knows? With your fighters, Rich, are you like when you're when you're coaching? Like, obviously, you guys have an opponent that is coming up very quickly. Are you thinking mm-hmm. four opponents down the road? Like, do you have some names in? Oh, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, all the time, right? You're thinking progression. I mean, the fighter has to focus just on the fight, but my thoughts are always ahead, always forward thinking. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, like, definitely. With Adam, he's not the youngest guy either. What is he? Thirty-three years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's somewhere in there. So there's there's a shelf life to to what's going to happen, and and right. for somebody to be thinking down the road, that's just it's just smart. Oh, you have to be thinking down the road all the time with your fighters, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, and in training, the same thing. Like there's stuff that I won't show them for this fight that I will for the next fight. Um, you know, when it comes to to coaching, you know, I've been fortunate enough to meet some really good coaches, and not just in boxing, not just in boxing. I mean, just good coaches in general. I mean, I mean, I was fortunate enough to meet one man. He was actually the coach of the national field hockey team. And, uh, you know, just the knowledge that he shared with you. And it's not the sport. It's how you approach coaching. And he he actually put me on to a a system called deliberate practice, which is what I use with my fighters. And it's, you know, it's it's quite interesting. You know, and so you're always thinking ahead. and, And I use that when I train my guys and the philosophy of that. And I don't. I try not to sway from it at all, and it works. You know, it really does work. It doesn't matter if you're if you're boxing or playing piano. It doesn't matter. It's the same. You approach it the same way. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so we got another big fight that's coming up pretty quick, and that's going to be Canelo versus Triple G. Could you go over that a little bit for us? <laughs> well, if this was last year or two years ago, I would have made it easy. <laughs> I would have had triple. I would have had Triple G all the way. He's one of my favorite guys. Yeah. Um, but Canelo, I think Canelo's a, a, a better boxer as far as he's more fluent and he has, uh, just, you know, he has a little bit more weapons, you know, he's a little bit more versatile of a fighter than triple G, but triple G is a smart fighter with big power, you know, and, um, you know, he hasn't looked, triple G hasn't looked great lately, but he's surprised us a few times. I mean, when he fought Lemieux, did you know he could jab like that? (laughs) You know? So I don't know. That's a hard one to pick. I'm, I'm going to stick with Triple G, but uh, I've got a lot of a lot of people telling me I'm wrong. Um, again, our friend DJ, uh, who's in who's been in camp with them before, and DJ's been in with everybody. He's been in with Pacquiao. He's been in with all of them. His words are: "Is Triple G's power is just different than everybody else's." He says it's just a totally different animal when he hits you. And he says the biggest thing is is how accurate it is with his shots. So if he hits Canelo. That's going to be the thing is, can he get to him? It's a tough fight, that one. That's a tough fight. It's a hard one to call. I hope it lives up to the hype. I think it will. I think they're both warriors. I don't think either one of them is not going to fight. Um, you know, if it goes the distance, it's going to be Canelo's because he's the younger man and there's more money in him in the future than there probably mm-hmm. is from Triple G. So mm-hmm. whether it's the right decision or not, I think if it goes the distance, it's going to go to Canelo. I'm hoping Triple G gets him out late. I was I called a couple of weeks ago Triple G in the seventh round. Right, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that, and uh, yeah, I don't know if it'll be that early. I don't know. I mean, I mean, the other thing is, is can can Triple G keep his power later on, which he has, but can he against a fighter like this? I don't know. I mean, I, this is a fight I wouldn't. You know, I don't bet on the fights anyways, but this is definitely one I wouldn't bet on. <laughs> you know, it's too close. <laughs> it's too close. Canelo's been looking great, but you know, uh, when you watch the Chavez fight. As good as Canelo looked, he didn't even rock him. You know what I mean? Like he didn't. Yeah. He didn't hurt. He didn't hurt Chavez at no. all. I mean, not to the point where he's in danger of going out. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think if Triple G hit Chavez, he'd be going out. Triple G hits hard, so very hard. It's going to be interesting to see how Canelo comes out. I think in the first five rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To yeah, just to kind of avoid that power and like and try to wear him down a little bit. It's uh, yeah, I don't know if you're going to wear him down. I mean, both these guys are very experienced guys, and I don't know if you're going to wear them down. You know, um, 
you know, if he can get to his body early, maybe he can take a little sting off his punches for the later round. But it's a real hard fight to call. Again, I think the, uh, you know, De La Hoya was obviously very smart in uh, making this fight later than, you know, earlier. Like I said, two years ago, easily Triple G. A year ago, still Triple G. Yeah. Now, it's, uh, I really think it's 50-50. I mean, Canelo's looked great. It's hard not to cheer for him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I like Triple G. I like what he brings to the table. I like a fighter who wants to fight. He's smart. Um, you know, when you when you watch him pick his shots, he's always thinking, you know, a shot. You know, he'll throw two shots, and he's thinking the third one's hard. You know, he's yeah. always thinking ahead. He's not just in there flailing hard shots. He's deciding when and where the hard one's going to come in. Yeah. And he's got a good chin. He can take a shot. <laughs> he can definitely yeah. take a shot. You know, he definitely take a shot. Can Chavez, or sorry, can Canelo. You know, I mean, we've seen him rocked when he was younger. Cotto's uh, brother rocked him when he was younger. I mean, anybody can get rocked or knocked out, that's for sure. But, you know, you're going to find out with Triple G how good of a chin you have. Yeah, Triple G's going to hit him 100%. It's not, yeah, not going to be light. No, and if he catches him clean, you're, you know, is he going to get a second chance or is that it? Yeah, no kidding. Well... Can I get your Tough thoughts on, on Lomachenko? I'm not a huge Lomachenko fan, but I'd like to get some my thought or your thoughts on him. Oh, how can you not be a fan of that guy? <laughs> he's, he's, he's amazing. Um, you know, we've seen this with like Roy Jones Jr. We got Floyd Mayweather a few years ago when he was better. Uh, they're just faster human beings. You know, they see things faster. And it doesn't matter the sport. It could be Wayne Gretzky playing hockey. You know, um, they, they just react quicker. He's super quick. He sees things quicker. He's an amazing fighter. You know, it's, uh, it'd be nice if he had a little bit more power. But they're little guys. So you're not going to get the big pop. But um, I like watching him fight. You know, his, his fight with Rigondeau. You know, I think, I think Lomachenko is going to take that for sure. Well, Lomachenko is a... I don't know why I don't like him because he's, he's fun to watch. <laughs> He is fun to watch, you know, but you know what the problem is? Is like when Roy Jones Jr. was in his prime, it's boring because nobody's challenging him. You know, the other yeah. guys are trying as hard as they can, but they're just not at that level, you know, as far as the speed and, and just reaction time. So you kind of get bored of watching him because it's like, you know, you, you, you start cheering for the other guy. Just hit him once, <laughs> you know, for once yeah. I just like to see him get cracked. Right. And well, he's just too good. People are calling him the best pound for pound fighter in boxing right now. I I don't really know if he is. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not the guy to make that decision because I I like different styles and different people. I'd hate to call somebody the best, but uh, right. I, I don't know if he is. I don't. I don't you know, think it's a true I, statement. Yeah, you know, and I think part, partly because he doesn't have the right opposition to prove it. Mm -hmm. You know, Roy Jones never had the right opposition to really prove to us how good he could be. Yeah. Until it was too late, because the trouble with guys who are fast like that, they get old overnight. I mean, sometimes you see it actually happening in the fight where they just start getting slower. You know, and once Roy started getting caught, everybody was catching him. Yeah. You uh, know, and with with Lomachenko, I you know again, I who's gonna who's gonna push him? Who's well, gonna what, push him to find out? What weight does he fight at? Like, what is his what's his maximum weight that he's fought at to this point? I don't think he comes above 126, does he? He's pretty small. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I really don't follow the little guys that much. You know, I like I like boxing where there's a little bit of danger of a knockout happening. So uh, the little guys, sometimes it's just, you know, you, you, you're so, I mean, he's a different example, but sometimes you're watching the little guys fight. You don't know if it's the seventh round or the tenth round because it's the same things going on. Nobody's in trouble, you know, except for Chocolatito is pretty interesting. But Is that really how small he is? Is 125 pounds? Uh, he's he's not very small. big. He's talking no about coming he up moves to fight so Mikey. friggin' fast. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was well, he's bigger still than moving that. faster than other guys that weight. But uh, oh, I heard there's still. talk of him and Mikey Garcia fighting. That's a fight. That would yeah, be an be interesting good. fight because Garcia's Garcia's the real deal. He's a full package, right? Yeah. Well, that so, Chocolacito guy, he just he just lost for the first time, did he not? He did. He did, and he's rematching him on the ninth. Because I, I, I don't think I watched the full fight. I might have seen clips, but was it close or was it a bad decision? No, he lost. Oh, he did he lose? Lost. Okay. And yeah, I believe the guy was from China that he fought. Oh. And that guy was just tough. I mean, when Chocolatito hit him, this guy just threw back three punches every time he got hit. He just, he outworked him and he hurt him early. Huh. You know, so it, uh, it was a good entertaining fight, but in my opinion, he did lose that fight. 
So other than Triple G right now, who's the guy that you're watching? Uh, well, you know, I like Keith Thurman. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been as spectacular lately, um, you know, as far as getting the knockouts when he was coming up. I like him. He's a confident guy. He does what he says he's going to do. He tries to end a fight. He, he's a good boxer, but he does try to end fights. And I thought him and Sean Porter was an awesome fight. Huh. Um, you know, so I do like watching him. You know, the heavyweight division, I wish would get a little bit more exciting, but I, I have to admit, I'm starting to become a bit of an Anthony Joshua fan. Well, I like watching him. How, how are you not you know an Anthony I did, Joshua I, fan? <laughs> you know, I think, I think uh, in the beginning he was hand-fed, and I don't, didn't really feel that he earned his shots, um, but he's gotten better. Yes. You know, he's gotten better. He's got a great one-two. Needs guys to stand in front of him for him to throw it. But his one, too, if you, if you go back five fights and watch him just throw that jab right hand and you watch it um, in the last two fights, he's really improving. I think the biggest reason I like him now is um, he got dropped and he got up and finished the fight to win. Yeah, it showed you know, guts. That shows me a lot. Yeah. You know what, though? Knocked Have you ever heard him talk afterwards? his head into outer space. <laughs> they shouldn't let him talk afterwards. He doesn't come across no. great in his interviews. He's a bit arrogant. Yeah. Um, you know? It's, uh, I could do without him talking. <laughs> but, I actually uh, think he should stay off of social media completely. Yeah. He's bad at it. He's just not good at it. He's bad at it. You know, I mean, it, there are, I mean, you should have your people telling you this, right? But yeah. um, hopefully we get to see him fight Wilder or something soon, something a little bit more competitive. Yeah. Um, do you, you think know, that's Wilder's a competitive fight? fight? Well, you know, I, Wilder's not a very pretty fighter to watch, but he's got real power. He hits hard. Really hard. Like, it doesn't matter how ugly the punch looks people fall down you know it's true uh you would know, you be interested would you be interested in the klitschko rematch for him though no i think klitschko needs just to retire and go away That's yeah, right. i mean he was, a, he was a he was a great champion i mean you know he wasn't always exciting to watch but he he maintained a, a, the win every time managed to hold on to his he title should box shannon briggs and then the two of them should officially retire <laughs> yeah you know but it's time for yeah Klitschko. i'm glad he's retiring because you know even though i don't think his style was uh that exciting once once he got with emmanuel stewart i think he uh learned how to to keep his title safely which you can't argue the guy's yeah. getting out of the business with a lot of money and he's still smart so you can't you can't make him uh you know wish him to be harmed by fighting a style that wasn't going to be good for him he's got a super hot wife too <laughs> it has something important. to do with all that money as well probably <laughs> but you remember you remember when he was young like when he fought ray mercer yes that was a great fight that's when i you know i'd seen klitschko fight before that and i thought oh maybe and then i watched him fight ray mercer who had a granite chin at the time and i was yeah. like damn this guy's got it but he was aggressive you know and that kind of left once he got the titles you know so, so we, shannon we briggs luke you brought up shannon briggs a little bit earlier <laughs> Uh, that guy's like 43, 44 years old, but he's he's a wild man. Well, yeah. Isn't he suspended? Did he just fail a drug test? He just did uh -oh. fail a drug test, but uh, he has a fight lined up here uh, in the next couple months. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. I just like watching his videos where he's trolling uh, um, Klitschko and everybody all the time. <laughs> well, he is hilarious. You know, I mean, he is hilarious. And when he was coming up, he looked like the real deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he got caught, but... Um, we do and have a pretty big uh, Canadian Canadian on Canadian matchup here coming up in October, October twenty seventh. You know, do you know Steve Claggett? Yes, the Dragon. So he he's he's I know who he is, he's, yeah. he's boxing uh, uh, Eves. What's his last name? Yeah, um, Ulysses or Ulysses or something like that from from Montreal. He's number okay. one ranked Canadian, and Steve's number number two. Well, what I so, know of Steve is he's always in a fight. Like he he will fight, right? And yeah. There's no, I don't think there's any quit in that kid. He'll he'll do everything it takes, you know, to win when he can. So, well, hopefully he's successful in that fight. Yeah, I did, I didn't know if he knew knew him or not, like at all. So, no, you know, most of the most of the boxing we do is in the states. You know, with my okay. fighters, it's you know, there's not much happening in BC, so we're always south of the border. Yeah. Um, you know, we used to go to Edmonton years ago, but not in a long time. You know, it's either, you know, we're either going down to the States or a few trips out to Montreal. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. There's just more action in the States too, right? It's, it's, it's easier to get opponents. It's easier to get fights. It's, it's culture for you. Are the paydays <laughs> are the paydays better down there for the guys? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I would yeah. say yes. Um, depends on the guy and, you know, if they're, if they're signed or not. 
you know, I mean, once you get a promotional deal, I mean, you've got your purse minimum. So, you know, you're guaranteed certain wages no matter who you fight. Mm-hmm. And if you're fighting somebody harder, then you start negotiating from there. So a lot of times, yeah, you know, you get that mid range where, you know, if you, if you can get a couple fights over in Europe, you'll make more money. And then you come back here to make the bigger money again. Right. So yeah, boxing, boxing's a funny sport. It's very, very political. <laughs> Oh, incredibly. And the money's all over the shop, right? I mean, 3% of the people make 97% of the money. Yeah. I don't I don't know how you deal with it as a person. I think I would just lose my mind. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the, the the kind of trainer I am is my fighters are first. Yeah. You know, um, I have a job. Uh, my wife and I own a couple businesses in town here and, uh, you know, that we work very hard at. So I'm able to do the boxing. I don't need to make a dime off boxing. So huh. it's all about my fighters, you yeah. know, and, and you got to be careful that people are trying to make money off people getting punched in the face. <laughs> there's some good people out there, but there's the other side as well. So I always tell my guys, be careful of, you know, what people promise you. You know, so, I, you know, for me, it's easy to tell promoters and stuff, you know, just basically go to hell. <laughs> We're not doing that because, you know, it's, it's not affecting my income, you know. And yeah. so I, I think you see a lot of managers and trainers where they're, they're not saying no because, you know, that's, that's their payday, you know. And it's about the guys. It's always about the fighters. Well, so the world needs more coaches like you, Rich. Well, as a as <laughs> well, a as a trainer, Rich, so you have no problem negotiating the contract, doing the training, and then going. That that's just part of your job. It, it has been. It okay. has been. Yeah, you know, I like when I have a manager, a good manager, and I have had one out of uh, the states. You know, we use Sam Detuza for a while with some of my fighters, and you know, I like when he handles things. Um, you know, he's a Sicilian from Chicago, <laughs> so he's not afraid to speak his mind. Um, but good for uh, you. you know. You know, but I, I let him know what my guys will and will not do and for what. But otherwise, with no, I, you know, I'm, if I got to handle it all, I'll handle it all. I, I like to know my guys are being treated fairly. And, um, you know, it's, at the end of the day, they're the ones taking the shots. I and am that's correct. the same as same as coming on your guys' interview and stuff. Who wants to listen to me talk? Nobody. I do. Right? I, it's about they want to hear Adam. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm the I'm the, I think I'm the only guy. You know, like when we're watching fights, I tell everybody to shut up in between rounds so I can hear guys like Abel, Abel Sanchez and Freddie Roach. I can I want to hear what those guys are saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, but otherwise people want to hear guys like you know uh, Rough Teddy there. <laughs> right? He's he's hilarious. So. Well, I, at the end of the day, this conversation to me is interesting. Because it gives the other side of the story, right? Like we don't always totally. get to hear what the we get to hear what the fighter thinks, and fighters are nuts. Like let's be real. I I they get have on to be. I get on here with Adam, and we go like out to Deep Space Nine, and we're talking about all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I get on here with you, and I can just kind of sit back and listen to what you're saying and appreciate it because it's not so it's not so crazy. It, it's, <laughs> well, I think I think to to have a successful fighter, he's got to be willing to listen and do what he's told and work hard. Yes, he's also got to be a little out there. He's got to be he's got to be willing to fight anybody and think he can fight anybody now. Yeah, you know he's got to be a little bit, just that little bit of craziness, which Adam has maybe a little bit more than a little bit. But uh, you know, then it's up to his team to say when and where. You know, and that that's what makes it successful. Is you know you, you can't listen to your fighter. Yeah, yeah. You know, if a fighter comes to me and says, "I want to fight that guy." Yeah. Well, well, you keep wanting to, and I'll let you know when, you know. Well, yeah. But not, Adam, not until you're ready. Adam always says he needs a handler. Like, he needs somebody to make these decisions for him because he's nuts. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's good to see him with a guy like you that's willing to do those things for him because he, he, he needs it. He's crazy. Like, if Simon King called him tomorrow and said, let's go fight, he'd, do, he'd go do it. Yeah, oh, definitely he would. Definitely he would. You know, and uh, you know what? I'm not the easiest guy to train with. I, I know that. You know, I, I push my fighters. I expect a lot. Um, I put in a lot, so I expect it back. Uh, you know, and I'm going to push you to that limit. I'm not going to push you over. We're smart about it. I'm mm. not overtraining guys. I'm not doing stupid things that will hurt them. I'm doing things that have worked, you know, that we know have worked. Mm. Um, you know, I'm also a trainer who's always looking to better myself as a trainer. You know, I'm open-minded. I talk to other trainers. Again, even coaches that aren't involved in boxing. You know, you can... I had a, a very uh, smart man years ago who mentored me. Uh, he's dead now, but Bob Olson out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the smartest things he told me is that you can learn something from every, from anybody. Sometimes it's what not to do, but you can learn something from anybody. Listen, you know, listen. 
ask questions and listen, you know, and uh, when you're fortunate enough to meet guys like Freddie Roach or any of these other trainers, top trainers, ask them questions. Yeah. You know, uh, if you if you go watch YouTube and think you're going to learn from YouTube, you're not. You're going to miss the steps. And, you know, you think you're helping your fighter. Well, you're probably putting them in more trouble because you don't know how to actually do it. Yeah. You know, and, and when there's good people in boxing, there's really good people in boxing. And when you ask them questions, usually they're, they're willing to answer. So what is the one fight that you've watched the most over the years? Over and over again? Yes. Uh, I do... <laughs> I do watch uh, Buster Douglas fight Mike Tyson a lot. <laughs> I do. I love that fight. You know why I love that fight? Because that man had no chance. Yeah, he didn't. So, you know, he, did, he had no chance. And everybody told him. And I watched that fight. And I love to show when they show the close-up of his face before the fight. Because I like looking at him going, what is he thinking? Yeah. Like, really? How did he believe? Right? And, and mainly, how did his coach get him to believe? How did his team get him to believe? Because as a trainer, if you can find out and learn that stuff and bring the, I mean, it's all about bringing the best out of people. Not everybody can be world champion. That's a special animal. Yes. You know, everybody has their own, their own limits. You know, um, I think one thing as a coach that I bring the most out, uh, one is power. Mm. Uh, you know, I've definitely been able to get fighters to punch. To their limits. Yeah, you, you can know? teach guys to hit hard. That's for sure. You know, I mean, I think I, any of my fighters to their limit can punch you know some are good punchers some guys get all the knockouts and other guys but you're never going to fight one of my guys and find out they can't punch but yeah. you got to know what you know you got to push for that potential in your fighter and bring it out you know and uh you know I, I have to say with adam i don't think he's even close to his punching power yet and uh i think he's just an odd enough duck <laughs> to be uh that special kind of animal to go a long ways in boxing i i think that he could probably be a well he is a world champion right now a wbu world champion but I think he can go well, on to the bigger titles. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's nice for him to have that belt right now, but I mean, I mean, the kind of belt that's going to change his life. Yeah, like WBC yeah. or something or along right. those lines. You know, yeah, right. You know, and uh, I think he's, uh, you know, he seems to be looking to put good people around him. I mean, the whole Zuma team are good people. Yes. You know, I mean, I just met them in in Edmonton for the first time. Like I mentioned, they're good people. They're nice people. I mean, yeah. Adams. Uh, Zuchek is uh, he's a very nice guy. He's just a nice human being. Yes. And very successful MMA coach. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think uh, Braden needs help by his shoes, but. Oh, Jesus. Well, they're, they're, they got pretty flashy shoes, those boys. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think, I think Braden's done a good job of trying to put people around him who are, are going to try and do the best for him. He couldn't have gone to I a better agree. spot going to Zuma. Like, I, I was there for five years, I've been gone. For I don't even know how long now, and it's still when when we see them, it's just where we pick up right where we left off. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. it's we'll be family for the rest of our lives. Like when people ask me where my family is, I always say it's in Victoria because that's that's what I would that's the closest thing that I I can relate to a family. Right. And I mean, uh, you know that that's one of the that's one of my favorite parts about boxing is you know there there's some bad people in it for sure, but there are some good people. Yeah. And it's, it's a very tight, small community, you know, and uh, you meet some great people, great people. And you'll, you see guys who are, you know, trying to punch holes in each other one day and the next day they're best friends, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's how it always happens. Some of my best friends in the world are guys that I've, I've legit gone to war with. Exactly. Right. You know, and it's a special sport. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's my favorite part of it. You know, I mean, we've had fighters, uh, my fighters fight guys in the past and we're having, you know, we're down in the States at a casino somewhere. We're going to fight these guys. We're having breakfast, lunch, and dinner with the guys and we're having dinner afterwards, yeah. but it didn't change a thing in the ring. You know, they <laughs> no. both, you know, they beat the hell out of each other in the ring and you're still friends. You know, yeah. that's the part of the sport I love the best and there are good people in it. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate to meet quite a few really good people in it. So according to, to, uh, Go ahead, sorry, sorry, we're gonna see we're gonna see you up in Edmonton on the twenty second if uh if and when Adam's competing. Will you will you be out here with him? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Wonderful. Go ahead, Tanner. Because we will be there. Oh, I yeah. heard you guys were gonna be there. Oof. Yeah. See, so, you know what, Tanner, I would have come on your show earlier if you would have given me a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, what size are you, you Rich? Guys, I, 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 extra large. I extra see you guys large. walking around with all these shirts. I thought, hey, I'm going to buy one of their T-shirts. And then I never saw the shirts again. 
Well, I believe we have some shirts rolling around somewhere. Probably, I think we'll probably throw the rest of them out. We'll throw out kickboxing shirt, kickboxing shirts at the at the uh, at the KO show. Are you a kickboxing fan, Rich? You know, uh, good kickboxing, yeah. Like John yeah, Wayne Parr. Yeah, I don't follow it that much anymore. Um, you know, originally, like a lot of my fighters have started in kickboxing because the boxing in BC years ago, the amateur boxing wasn't that strong of a program. Um, you know, compared to like in the States, you'd see, you know, you'd see a guy land a solid jab in an amateur fight here and they're stopping and giving him a standing eight count. Yeah. You know, a uh, guy lands a right hand and it's considered the same point as a jab. Well, then you mm -hmm. go down to the States and you see how their amateurs train and fight. It's no wonder we weren't competing with them. So a lot of my guys uh, ended up doing kickboxing. Yeah. Uh, just because it was more realistic fighting. You know, we always kept our boxing style. We, you know, I've never... Well, I've had one fighter kick somebody out by knocking a guy in the head, <laughs> kicking a guy in the head. But that was kind of a rare a rare guy for us. He was a good kicker. Mm. But the rest of my guys were just check kicks, leg kicks, use your hands. You know, uh, Mark Wolno had a lot of Muay Thai and kickboxing fights. Shane Andreessen had a lot of kickboxing and Muay Thai fights. You know, because it's just you're just trying to get their numbers up as am for amateur fights, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we are up at the hour mark right now, Rich, so I'm going to give the floor to you. Shout out your gym and anybody that helps your gym or any guys that you want to shout out. Just Iron Warehouse, Steve and Megan Orchid. Uh, they have Iron Warehouse and they have the Limitless Gym where we're in uh, here in Parksville. Uh, you know, we got great support for them from them and uh, they help us along the way all the way. That's why we have, uh, you know, we've got a beautiful gym with everything we need in it. And that's why the guys are coming out in shape. Well, I do feel like we're cutting this off a little early, so maybe we can get you to come back on after Adam fights in Edmonton. Sure. You know, we're not. Sure. We're we're all right with you now. We don't have to pass any more well, tests. Well, you know, I, I, I you know I checked you guys out a little bit. I hear you guys are on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, uh, I'm, I'm going to do my best to get uh, DJ to come on your show as well because that guy's done it all. He's a, he's a really good fighter with, an, you know, he's got an unfortunate record because there's a guy who's willing to fight anybody, even if they're three weight classes above him. Yep. Uh, you know, his, his, one of his best friends is Terry Strauss, who's got gloved up prom promotions here in Nanaimo. Uh, Terry used to train with me, and uh, so they're all around. So I know Terry brings them up all the time. And I've, like I say, I've been fortunate enough to train DJ. Uh, you know, I've never lost a fight with DJ when he's been in, when I've been in his corner. We work really well together. In fact, I was with DJ when he knocked out Adam Trupish. <laughs> Um, you know, and he took that fight on three days notice, <laughs> you know, he's, he's the real deal. He just, uh, oh. I'd love to get him up here fighting in Canada. He's fought everybody. Yeah. Well, link us up with him. We're more than happy to have him on. Yeah. Right. We'll get him happy. Like I say, when he's in these camps, they try to keep all the press down. They don't want any secrets being let out. So, but we'll, we'll try and get him on. Well, at the end of the day, this isn't a regular show for the spice of life, but, uh, I really enjoyed myself and I thank you a ton for coming yeah. on the show it was great oh thanks, thanks for having me guys thanks rich okay we'll see you guys uh in edmonton 100 percent. thank you all right take okay. care guys thank Bye. you all right guys that's rich the stage he didn't want to come on the show but uh he did <laughs> when the boogeyman tells you to do something you're gonna listen <laughs> no all right, guys. Nah, we were lucky. We we're lucky, man. That's Boogie uh, man. He, uh, he, that's his coach. Yeah. He, uh, he put the good word in and said that, uh, hey, you know, go on the show. Guys are good, and uh, that that was cool because we we did. We we met him in Edmonton at uh, Adam's last matchup, and and uh, had supper with the, the crew after the after the uh, the card, and and then uh, had a good chance to visit and catch up. So. Well, let's cool. be real. When we were in Edmonton, we we're kind of in the Spice of Life podcast. We're being crazy, kind of, kind of stuff. And uh, Rich is a little more. He, he's a strategic guy, right? Like he's a. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the word to put on it. Well, you were good there. Ah, Just I wasn't. Was... I was nuts. I know I was. No, you weren't. No. No. Um, no. Not that last. Not that last show. It was a, uh, you 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 were nuts right to the end of the last show, and then that kind of sombered everything. Then you're kind of oh okay. yeah, I will. Right? So yeah. that's when we met him, though. That's when we saw him. That's true. Yeah. So guys, reach the stage Tuesday, which is today, but this is Monday that we're talking. So <laughs> it's getting close <laughs> to Tuesday right now. But uh, Thursday we yeah. will have uh, Steve the Dragon Claggett. 
Yeah. So tune in for that. Uh, I will give you guys the offers again always. It's audible.com. So www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice. You get one free month from Audible on a membership. And the Spice Life podcast will give you two free credits for two free ebooks. And always. He's up five credits the other day. I bought five new books. What'd you get? Oh, I can't even remember right now. A whole bunch of them. Um, the Big Leap was one I've been wanting to read too. It's about reaching your glass ceiling and uh, reaching your ceiling and not not being able to bust through it. So uh, uh, that's going to be the next book I'm going to read. And uh, yeah, so um, go ahead. Well, it's also we're brought to you as always by Barbell Apparel. So if you guys go to barbellapparel.com on checkout, use the promo code Performance Ten, and you will save ten percent off your purchase. Now these. Barbell apparel is not your normal kind of apparel. They're like these fucking Chuck Norris jeans where you can throw spinning roundhouse kicks in these motherfuckers and shit. So if you guys want to be able to roundhouse kick people at the bar, on the front step, at the park, wherever the fuck you want to do it, go to barbellapparel.com. There you go. <laughs> All right. Check us Thursday for uh, Steve the Dragon Claggett.